0: Today, we're going to pray in church. Imagine that. Shocking, isn't it? Praying in church. It's crazy. It's nuts. Prayer is such a huge thing. It's its the lifeblood of Christians. Prayer, prayer is establishing a community with God. It's a relationship with God. The relationship... Um, the essence of a relationship is, is always around communication. You, you have to have clear communication in order to establish real community, real relationship with somebody. Good communication's hard. It's not always hard. My wife sent me a wonderful little text. This week, when I was away, she said, I worked, I had to work overtime, I worked a 12-hour shift, I'm exhausted, a jar of milk broke in the refrigerator, there's milk everywhere, I am not happy, right? That's pretty clear communication. (laughs) And somehow I knew that it was directed towards me, and that I should be there and make things better for her, but I wasn't, and so... And, but it was clear communication. But most often, we don't do that. We don't we don't communicate that well or that clearly. Our communication with God is amazing. That we can talk to the God of the universe is just crazy. And that comes that comes about because of the sacrificial work of Jesus, who recreates the connection between God and mankind by taking on our sin. The, the the part of us that put distance between us and God. So Christ's work allows us the possibility of spending time with the maker of the universe. Imagine that. You can just simply sit and chat with God. I People know I have a prayer tub, and I go sit out in the hot tub in the middle of the night often and just chat, chat with Jesus, and it's almost like If I close my eyes, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, but if you sort of close your eyes, he's just there across the hot tub, and he's smiling, and he's laughing. And when I tell him all the horrible things that are happening in my life, he goes, yeah, I'll take care of that. Yeah, I've got that for you. You'll be all right. Um, And if I plead about someone else, he's going, yeah, I love them too. Um, Matter of fact, I love them more than you do. So it's going to be okay. We get this intimate relationship with the God of the universe. And and the more intimate the relationship, the more intimate the conversation. It's really not possible to know God, to really know God at all, if you're not communicating with Him, if you're not brought into His presence. And the way that we do that is with prayer. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. I love the passage from this morning, Romans 8. I'll read it again. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This interplay between spirit, son, and the father is an amazing thing. To pray, it's really necessary for us to have a strong understanding of the Trinity. We pray to one God, but God is revealed in three persons. Matthew 28 19 says therefore go and make disciples of all nations doing what baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age my um little next door neighbor lady um is a uh, she was jewish she she's moved out, Enid has moved out of the house and it's really sad, I miss her, but she had a little um, plaque on the door frame, as all um, practicing Jewish folks do, and it contained the Shema, the, the, the passage from Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9, and, and the, the, the big thing about that is, is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We serve one God. We don't serve a lot of gods. In the cultures around us, there are a lot of gods. We serve one God. But that God reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three distinct persons. So when we baptize, we baptize into those three persons. There's not a lot of explanation of how that works, and our minds probably couldn't grasp it if we could figure it out. But we have these three persons, the three persons of the Trinity, and so here at the village we were going through this series and we're talking about. Uh, last week we um, we spent some time in in, in kind of defining uh, what a um, what's the phrase I can never remember. Neo monastic. I always forget the neo neo monastic. Um, mega house church that the village is, and and today we're going to talk about prayer, and and we're going to talk about praying together and what that looks like. Um, Eric developed this idea of Trinitarian prayer, to pray to the various persons of the Trinity, to pray to God, and and I have loved this, and I I have taken it to different places where I go, and I I do some consulting and advising of other churches and. Um, whenever they say, how, how should we discern the will of God? We should go on a retreat or something. And I go, Oh, yes. And then do this Trinitarian prayer. And I explain it to them. Part of the Trinity, uh, Trinitarian prayer is that we, first of all, we begin to understand that God is um, our dad. And he's a really, really good dad. i I think my, I, I spent some time having dinner with my uh, son in Phoenix last night, and, and he, was, he was explaining to his goddaughter that I was a pretty good dad. Um, I occasionally didn't do it right. For instance, I told him if he didn't clean his room we would simply take the toys and give them away or throw them away, saying he didn't care about them. And then when we followed through on that, he lost some G.I. Joes, which he reminds me would be worth thousands of dollars at this point. <laughs> <coughs> so he's a little irritated about that. And, but, but that was being a good dad, um, trying to be a good dad. Didn't work out so well. But imagine, and some of us have had awful dads, right? Horrible dads. Some of us don't even know who our dad is. Some of us have never met our dads. Some of us have dads who abandoned us, who who caused us pain. Um, my own dad died, and it's when I was 16. And, and there's a brokenness there. There's a brokenness in relationship. So it's hard for us to get our heads around the idea of a great dad, the perfect dad. Matthew seven verse seven says, "Ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives; the one who seeks finds; and the one who knocks, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened." Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will not will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? James 1, 17-18 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he has created. And 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Imagine that kind of a dad, right? Imagine your dad is the best dad ever. He he just deeply cares about you. He wants to give you good things. He knows what's best for you. He protects you. He's proud of you. He he. Takes your little things that you do, the good works that you perform, and he and he kind of hangs them up on his refrigerator. And uh, I think there's a refrigerator in heaven. I don't know, but he hangs them up there and he points to them. And then whenever somebody comes over, he shows them. Like, look, look at my kid. He's really proud of you. He protects you. He cheers for you. He enjoys you. He likes spending time with you. He loves hanging out with you. He knows when you're afraid, when you're confused. He comforts you. He understands everything about you. The most wonderful thing about our Father in heaven is that He is omnipotent and omnipresent and omniscient. I remember being a little kid and hearing those three words, and I had no idea what they meant, so I went and got the dictionary because I was a nerd and I memorized words in the dictionary and that omni 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 so was kind of cool so omni is everywhere so he's or completely so he's everywhere potent everywhere powerful he's everywhere present and he's everywhere knowledgeable he sees everything so in the war over whose dad is bigger god wins and he refers to himself as our Abba, our Daddy, our Papa. I was just over in California, and my I got to see some of my nephews and nieces and their little ones, and these little two- and three-year-olds, um, and five- and seven-year-olds. Uh, my brother, he's got like 11 grandchildren, and a whole bunch of We were at their house, and a whole bunch of them come and crawl up in his lap, and, the, and they said, you know, Papa, papa's here, and they're all excited and he reads them a book and and they heard me talk and they said it's Papa too (laughs) So because we sound alike and look a little alike. So when we pray and we pray to our Father we can we can tell him. How great he is! How amazing he is! My dad's better than your dad, right? You ever did that in a competition? My dad could whip your dad like that. Well, maybe that was just my generation, but we kind of like we believed that our dad was the greatest thing ever, and he could do anything. Like dad, my dad could fix anything. I didn't pick up that gene, and so I make multiple trips to Ace Hardware and and they just laugh every time I walk in the door because they know they'll see me again. Um, But my dad could fix stuff, and he could do stuff, and, and it was always amazing what he knew and how smart he was. So we do that. When we pray to God the Father, we can say, you are amazing. What a great dad you are. What a fabulous papa you are. And he gathers us in his arms, and he holds us, and he cares about us, and he reads to us, and he tells us stuff, and he lets us know things, and and he's powerful. So when you pray to the Father uh, as part of this Trinitarian prayer, just tell him how wonderful he is. And then you can ask your dad for anything, right? You can ask for anything. Dads are a pushover compared to moms. Moms got rules, right? But uh, you can't have that for for you can't have ice cream for dinner. What are you thinking? And dad goes, "Yeah, just once. It's not going to hurt, right?" Um, and so, so it's like, okay, <clears throat> you can ask God for ice cream. You can you can ask, is it okay if I have ice cream for dinner? And he just might say yes. He he might say no. Well, he'll probably say no. Because he, too, agrees that it's really not good for you to have ice cream for dinner. <clears throat> but he might say yes. The thing about God, when you ask him stuff, you can ask him anything. And, and part of our trust in his power and his might and the, and the hugeness of who he is, we know that he can do anything. So I can ask him, all, and I do all the time, to have my little sister be able to walk without pain. She, su- she suffers from cerebral palsy, and, and it's just really painful. And as she ages, it's getting worse and worse. And I just plead with God, I said, could you just do that? Because he could. Sometimes he says no. It's sad, it's hard, because I want him to say yes. But sometimes he might say yes. God will give you the desire of your heart, or he'll meet you where your heart is broken, or he'll change your desire. So when you pray in a little while to God the Father, you simply say, God, this is a, you're an amazing God. You acknowledge his power, and then, and then you ask him for whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Don't put limitations on it. I think a lot of times as Christians we think, well, God will only give us, you know, maybe he'll give us this little thing. No, ask for big things. Ask for impossible things, because he could do it. But also just ask for the things you want. Whatever the desire of your heart is, you may ask him. And then when we pray to Jesus in this Trinitarian prayer thing that, that we've discussed and have come to know and love here at the village, is, is you, you, you can treat Jesus like he's the perfect big brother. I, I am the big brother, so I know that this is a little sketchy, but, but to have a perfect big brother, right, to be the perfect big brother— a, a big brother has gone before you. A big brother knows what to do. The big brother will t- tell you it's going to be okay. The big brother will 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 show you how to do stuff you don't know how to do. Hebrews two nine through eighteen says, but we but we do see Jesus who has been who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom all and through whom everything exists, should make make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered." Both the one who made people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. And again, he says, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful, faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Imagine the best big brother ever. A big brother who has done everything, who can forgive your sins, who can help you and walk with you and teach you. He's resisted every temptation you face. You can confess your sin to him. You can tell him you're messed up, and he knows about it. He knows everything you need, and he'll walk with you. The perfect older brother to show you the way. He's walked the whole journey from life, from birth, from the glories of heaven, to birth, to life, and then death, death on the cross, and walking out of the grave, he's walked ahead of you. So when you pray in a little while, to the brother, to your big brother, you you just say, God, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do with this situation. I don't know what to do with this other situation. I don't know what to do about my job. I, I don't, can you tell me? Uh, can you show me what it is I should learn about about my neighbor? Uh, I, I've been having issues with my wife. Could could you teach me and show me what it is I should do? Because he'll tell you. And if you're messed up with sin and the sin is just overwhelming, you can just say. Jesus big brother i i'm a mess can you help me can you forgive me and then finally we pray to the holy spirit and you you should be reminded that your holy the holy spirit is your very best friend the best friend anybody could ever have john 14:23 through 27 says jesus replied anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my Father will love them and we will come to him, to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken with while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you as the world I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid imagine God as your best friend he just delights in you he takes so so much joy in you he loves being with you and he helps you and you know what a best friend does a best friend will tell you the truth You know that's one of the greatest things about a best friend. Mm -hmm. You know it's hard sometimes to hear, um, but they'll tell you. You can count on a best friend to tell you the truth. You can tell you can count on a best friend to say this is this is the way it is, and then they don't walk away. They don't unfriend you on Facebook. They stay there with you. They keep walking with you. That's what a best friend does. So imagine the perfect best friend. And that's the Spirit. So, in a little while, in a few minutes now, when we pray, when you get to that section where we're going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to be our best friend, just say, Best friend, tell me. Tell me what you need. Tell me what I need to know you know they'll, they'll tell you when your zipper's open you know if you're like that's embarrassing and they go uh, you know and get that crap out of your teeth cuz you're looking ugly like they'll tell you the truth right like, so just ask the holy spirit to tell you stuff just ask the holy spirit to say hey would you would you speak to me would would you just love me as i am accept me and then know that that's true and then listen one of the things we don't do when we pray is we don't listen. We talk. We talk way too much, I think, sometimes when we pray. We we have our laundry lists, and we go down the list, and then we are done. And God's going, uh oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna, I was going to say something. I I'm, I'm sorry. Go on about your way. I still love you and all that stuff, but. But you're missing out, right? And God talks to us in Scripture. He talks to us. He's speaking to us all the time. His Spirit gives us prompts. It it sends messages. He gives us messages, strange messages sometimes, messages we can't make any sense of. But but in community, we hear the Spirit. So so we're going to listen. So here's what we're going to do for the next 15, 20 minutes maybe a little longer, well, maybe not a little longer, about that time, we're going to spend the first five minutes and we're just going to pray. And I want you to just remember I'm praying to the Father. I'm asking my daddy, my papa, my perfect dad, I'm just asking him for everything I want. I'm just going to ask him for anything. And I'm I'm going to, um, I'm going to tell him just how, what a great daddy is. I'm going to tell him he's the best best dad ever. I'm going to tell him about who he is, about his power, his might, his strength. I'm going to tell him that. And, and and you can do it out loud. You can do it privately. You can say whatever it is you want to say. Here's Here's what I want. Here's what I long for. We're going to spend five minutes doing that, five or six minutes, and then we're going to stop, and then we're going to transition, and then we're going to talk to Jesus like he's our big brother and we're going to say big brother I, Jesus I, I, I don't know what to do about this situation I, I don't know what to do about my marriage I, I don't know I, my kids are out of control could you help me Could you?" and we're just going to speak our longings about that we're going to treat Jesus like he's our perfect big brother and we're going to do that for five minutes and then we're going to spend the next five minutes listening to our friend our best friend. And we're going to listen and hope and pray and long for him to speak to us. And so when we get to that, we're going to hand out some paper and some pens if you want, or grab however you want to do it. Just, oh, already done. Good. So find a pencil pen, whatever it is. And folks, listen to everything that goes into your head if it's a song write it down if it's a word that comes to mind write it down if there's an image talk about it just whatever comes into your head just write it down just talk about it just i mean just don't talk but just think about it so it's going to be absolutely quiet and and you're going to just have this time of you listening to God because you might and open your bibles open a bible and and Page through it, maybe, or or if a passage comes to mind, make sure you write it down. And then we'll take just a couple minutes, and maybe people can share a little bit about what they, what they heard. Often when we do this, we find common themes. What I'd really like for us to do is kind of concentrate all this around the village, around the church, around this community. So when you pray, it would be good if you could say, my longing for the village is... Here's this deep desire that I have. Good dad, would you give me that? Would you give us that? And when you get to the big brother part, just say, Jesus, you're my big brother. Um, This church, we're messed up and we don't know what to do. and We have sin to confess and acknowledge. So do that.